Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to our list series. Frank McKay here. Uh, welcome to Breaking It Down and our part two with Joe Scalise. Uh, intriguing material to say the least. And he is a lifelong member of the, uh, I should say, lifelong resident of uh, Oak Beach and that community. And for 50 years, he's he's been there and his family has been there. And uh, he is uh, he's quite aware of what's, uh, what's going on. And Joe Scalise has been uh, the most outspoken of any of the residents there. And he's been the most candid and, um, and, and, and frank. Uh, on the su- subject uh, of the killings of what happened over there. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Joe Scalise. Welcome back. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Great. And and again, thrilled to have you. Let me, uh, let me get back to where we were. The last conversation we were having, uh, you spoke about a, a woman, Karen Gambino, being um, uh, present with uh, Hackett, and you'll correct me uh, if I'm wrong. Let's get into that, but I want to ask you after that, uh, and just kind of keep this in mind, how have you been treated by the rest of the community um, with you being so open and and, uh, and and opinionated on this, and and quite frankly, the most candid of all of the uh, all of the members? I mean, you and there's a, there's a select few others, but other than that, everybody's been hush-hush on this. Uh, back to what you were saying about um uh, about hackett dr peter hackett um the tapes uh didn't exist you know where they they existed but maybe they were erased uh tell us finish off there and then and if you can get a little into how you've been treated by the rest of the community and so that is that's hackett's neighbor from across the street the gambinos now keep in mind hackett's next door neighbor is a name a, a guy named uh Brunkard, and he is a Suffolk County police officer. And then the neighbor uh, adjacent to that is, uh, it, it was uh, Halpin, which was the mother of uh, Pat Halpin, the former county executive. So, uh, who I believe appointed Hackett to be whatever his position was in the county. It was Pat Halpin. Um, I confirmed yesterday uh, for sure who uh, who appointed Hackett to be the um, what, medical examiner. The medical examiner, correct. Yeah, and then uh, Gaffney had fired him uh, after that, but it was Pat Halpin who appointed uh, Doctor Peter Hackett to that position in the first place. Go ahead. Now, there's just one example that you've been able to uncover, but. But if uh, you had a, a ton of time, uh, if you saw how incestuous uh, the workings of, you know, it's, it's gone to the Suffolk County Police, the Oak Beach Association, it just doesn't matter uh, what it is. Wherever there's power and money uh, that are available to, for people to control, there's always a group that, that wants to control it. And, uh, oh, since... Since we've uh, started speaking out against Taggart, there, you know, we've been ostracized uh, by the community. But keep in mind that no matter what Shannon did, she was still somebody's daughter and is a person. And uh, I mean, you had a board member uh, who, uh, who who questioned why my father would get involved in it or, or make a comment, and uh, you know, he was just like, "Well, they're ju- they're just hookers." You know, uh, 
this this was somebody's daughter. If you saw how they treated Mary Gilbert when she would come here, these people would uh, call the police on her. They would uh, try to get her, uh, you know, uh, kicked out of Oak Beach. All this this lady was trying to do is was figure out what happened to her daughter that night. And let's keep in mind that the Suffolk County Police only uh, found out that Hackett had called from his wife's cell phone after I brought that to John Ray's attention and he informed the police department. So that, that tells me what kind of investigation they're doing, that no one put that together, that those calls were made from Barbara Hackett's cell phone. And then if you read uh, online the letters that he wrote to Aaron Moriarty when she was, she, she was going to out him on, uh, on her show. 48 hours. Uh, four, 48 hours for calling, uh, for calling Mary. And uh, then he wrote these two letters, which I'm sure you've read over. But if you, you read those, uh, you know, a, a regular guy, you know, uh, a normal person is going to say, these aren't the words of an innocent man. I mean, according to Peter Hackett, the night before, or the night of of Shannon's disappearance, he was playing a friendly game of Monopoly with his family, and didn't wake up until about ten o'clock, when he was uh, he was woken up by his twenty-something-year-old daughter jumping on his bed. I mean, these people are delusional, and. Um, anyone who believes this, I mean, Barbara Hackett is on tape. Some some reporter caught her at the gate saying, "The worst thing Peter has ever done is uh, come home late for dinner." I mean, these are just uh, little house on the prairie type answers. Uh, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. But you do have, and the motive here uh, is unfortunately. Uh, drugs and more specifically opiates Hackett still i believe i don't know how he has it but still has a federal license to distribute opiates and was uh distributing them in the community had people in the uh, community distributing it for him offered his services as a doctor for a fee and he would be a doctor for life he would respond at any time he would uh he would uh write your prescription for anything and uh, that, that was his M.O. Uh, I mean, and here was a guy, too, that never was really, especially after he uh, was fired as the medical examiner, was never proud to just be a doctor. He was always trying to impersonate, uh, like, like the description of or, or the, uh, what they've said that the, the description of the, the, the killer could be someone who's knowledgeable of law enforcement, has a law, uh, law enforcement background, is familiar with their techniques. Well, Peter Hackett definitely is. I mean, uh, here's a guy that rode around with a, a red light in his, in his truck and would pull people over and, uh, had, had police scanners in his house and, uh, on and on and on. And, a lot of people, uh, the man has a gambling problem, which this is something off base too, but uh, I've done some research on it and the killings down in Atlantic City, I think could possibly be linked to Peter as well. It's a stone's throw away. It's a short drive, the way the bodies were placed. And his father had wrote 
a, uh, a book called The Last Happy Hour. And, uh, and, and there was a copy of that book or another book on a, of a similar subject, but just a really off-title book that was found with those girls in Atlantic City. Uh, I'm making, I, wait, wait, the, the happy hour, the the last happy hour, the was last happy by hour Hackett's, by Hackett's, written by Hackett's father, and they were found with the with the, the murder they, they down in Atlantic City. And uh, do you know anything about those cases? No, I don't. But uh, before you go on, Joe Scalise is the voice you're hearing. Frank McKay here with a lifelong resident of. Oak Beach and someone very familiar with the uh, the surrounding and everything surrounding the uh, the situation there with the the Oak Beach murders, the Gogo Beach murders, uh, and Lisk. Um, and, and again, Joe, this is part two of of Joe Scalise. Joe, go ahead, uh, talk about uh, uh, the uh, the situation in Atlantic City. Enlighten us on that. It's just it's it's just very similar, and if you research it. I haven't read my notes or uh, thought about it in a while, but uh, the book was the, was the biggest thing, and that all that uh, that Hackett was uh, into gambling. There's been numerous times that uh, pulling into the association will have a, a stack of scratch offs, two or three inches thick, and is compulsively, uh, you know, sitting in the parking lot, uh, scratching off. He became, at the end, uh, for a while, right after Shannon uh, went missing and stuff, and, and and things came to light about him. He had to lay low, and uh, he couldn't really distribute drugs and, and move like he was moving for a while. And uh, even in the houses surrounding Hackett's house, all those kids are dead or uh, heroin addicted. So, what was going on there? Or what, why is the Suffolk County Police not looking into any of that? You have uh, it's three or four young kids that are dead. But the parents, out of embarrassment and out of uh, just the fact that they're the ones that kind of got in, involved or got their kids involved with Hackett, are letting it slide. I mean, you have... Uh, you have uh, one lady, uh, her family owns uh, a well-known car dealership on Long Island. And uh, her husband, I mean, we went to go see him uh, in the afternoon. He, he was terminally ill of cancer, but Hackett was his doctor. And uh, he comes over, and uh, next thing you know, we get a phone call that uh, he's dead. And I, I've been around people with cancer, and uh, yeah, he was going to die, but uh, Hackett, uh, you know, gave him a, gave him a, uh, a nice uh, hot shot and uh, put him to sleep, like he's done with several other people. Uh, there was another elderly couple down in, that doesn't live in the association. Hackett became their doctor. All of a sudden, these people are terminally ill. Hackett's on their will, and now Hackett's. Uh, uh, inheriting property on, on uh, from people that he's basically uh, able to eliminate. You had another guy. Uh, hey, before you continue, let me uh, again, uh, let me jump in for a second. And Joe Scalise is the voice everyone's hearing, and he is a lifelong resident 
of Oak Beach and someone very familiar with uh, with the goings on uh, around in and around Lisk. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, uh, Joe Scalise. Uh, Joe, keep your thought on on what you were just saying. But let me let me ask you if you've seen Hackett after the the Shannon Gilbert. Um, disappearance and uh, and the finding of her remains. Yes, I, I you would see him here and there. Did he actually any interaction? Uh, any interaction between you and him? Uh, it was always hostile. Uh, he did go on my Facebook page and threatened to gut my wife, who was uh, I don't know how many months pregnant she was at the time. If I continued talking, um, did you save the? Uh, did he put it on? you know on in writing oh it was in writing and it's you know what unfortunately it was destroyed or I, I don't know what happened to it but uh you know and i'm no longer on facebook because of that but it was at the time when my wife was pregnant uh did he actually went up to i believe it was Maureen Brainerd Barnes, but don't quote me on that. It was one of the girls. We've had her on the show. We've had, uh, we had the, her sister was, on the show. Uh, the day the girls were found, Hackett approached the mother and gave her a hug. Now, this is down in the OBI parking lot and told her, what a relief. Uh, a lot of people were starting to think this, that, that this was me doing this. Which is just a really odd thing. But I can tell you, too, like, uh, I, I was, uh, at the time, I was spending a lot of time in Florida and Pennsylvania and uh, wasn't at, at Oak Beach uh, every day of the week. But I had gotten in contact with uh, Melissa Kahn, who is another sister of one of the girls. And uh, we started talking, and... She's, she told me, I'm going to tell you something that uh, no one else knows. And, uh, and she goes, maybe this will help, help you figure out who this could be. And she told me that her sister had a client in Oak Beach that liked to have his stump rub. Uh, well, he, he, well, you know, everyone know. only has one leg. Yeah, he has a, a prosthetic leg. leg. And if you look into that, it's going to be difficult to figure out. He's, he's told people here 10 different stories about how he lost the life. He was in Vietnam. He lost in a car accident, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. If you go try to research that, let me know, because it's very hard to find where he uh, lost his life. Hey, let me but, just, let me point but how would Melissa Khan know that? And why would she say, why would she make that up? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe she would. I, I, no, neither do I. Circumstances, and that and that really pushed me to uh, really believe that it that it you know was Peter Hackett. Well, well, let me let me point out uh, a couple things to you that that you don't know. But I had a a, a conversation with the. Um, uh, with the best friend Bob Strickoff, who you may or may not know from uh, from Oak Beach over there, Fifty Eight Savannah Walk, and yep. he bought it from uh, Harry Feingold. And uh, by the way, um, the the uh, 
the value supposedly from what we understand and what we get from uh, the tax assessor was uh, f- at the time he bought it in 2004 um, Strickoff's house was well Harry I should say Harry uh, Feingold's house was valued at 425000 and for some reason he bought it for 825000 and if you have any opinion on that before you, you say it I'll uh, you know I'll, I'll also let you know I think I spoke to you off mic on this that Bob Strickoff once told me about uh, about Hackett, and it was uh, March uh, 2020, where he insisted on meeting me, and um, it was right before the pandemic broke. When when Hackett's name came up, he uh, Bob Strickoff told me he was a heroic figure, and that he was uh, the, the greatest guy you'd ever meet. Doctor Peter Hackett is his daughter. Hackett's daughter was the first babysitter for uh, Strickoff's children. And he couldn't say enough great things about Dr. Peter Hackett. And and my understanding is that Steve Ballone, the county executive, feels the same way about Hackett. Uh, I mean, is this one of the reasons? And by the way, Jimmy Barker was the police chief appointed by Steve Ballone. Uh, Could any of these things be the reason why uh, why Hackett uh, has gotten a pass on on what seems to be at least person of interest um, uh, worthiness, right? I mean, it's if not a full, uh, full-fledged full suspect, then a person of interest for sure. How is it that... Uh, it is. How is it is that uh, one hand washes the other, and you, t- you tend to protect your drug dealer. Well, listen, keep your thought. Hopefully we have you for, for another segment. This is uh, intriguing stuff. Uh, yeah, I believe, uh, you know, it, it all points to the direction that um, that that party may have been at 58 Savannah Walk, which is uh, Strickoff's house. And, and, and my God, Joe, Joe Scalise, I would hope to God the county executive, the police chief, Burke, who I don't put anything past, uh, either one of them, and, and Strickoff would cover up a, uh, a serial killing because they don't want their wild parties to get out. Keep your thought, Joe. Frank McKay here. Uh, with with the end of part two of Joe Scalise, uh, just always intriguing um, uh, information from Joe Scalise and uh, Frank McKay here. Uh, we're talking Lisk. And uh, hey, Joe, before we we take this break, do you have any kind of social media where people can get in touch with you? Do you have a website of any kind? Well, I don't really uh, give that kind of stuff out. All right. Listen, good enough. Uh, Joe Scalise here. Uh, stay tuned for a part three coming up uh, with the lifelong resident of Oak Beach and and one of the few residents that will talk about Lisk, the Long Island serial killing, and uh, just uh, intriguing information. Of course, uh, uh, Joe's opinions are his own and not the stations, and my opinions are my own and not the stations or any stations that you're hearing this on. And uh, he's been very candid. I think I've been very candid as well. Frank McKay signing off just for now. Uh, more with Joe Scalise when uh, we return next week. Uh, again, you're listening to our list series, and we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs> 